Good morning, I'm Pastor Lisa Autar, the Associate Minister here at Rosewood Church. Thank you for joining us online here today. Even though we can't physically gather together this morning to worship together, we do thank you for joining us for the sermon today online. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity that even as believers, we can still listen and learn from your word. May you just come and fill us with your spirit. May you reach out to each individual and family. And we just pray, oh God, for your continued guidance, direction, protection, and wisdom. And so God, we just commit this time into your hands and we ask for your wisdom, for you to speak and to have your way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. This past week, I attended one of our newest small groups, which meet in Pickering on Tuesdays. And currently, the group is going through Psalm 23. Psalm 23, a very familiar passage. And when I think of the passage of Psalm 23, I think of a very familiar passage. I think of a passage of peace. Uh, I think of God as good shepherd and, and God being present with us. And... In our world today, the main topic of discussion, everywhere you turn, on the news, on the television, emails, amongst people, is this virus outbreak, this COVID-19. And so naturally, in a world where there's so much chaos happening, where there's so much uncertainty, where people are in a panic, grocery stores are empty, people are in isolation, and the public just doesn't know what to do, I find myself turning to a chapter like Psalm 23 for that reminder that even when I find myself in a dark and low valley, in a place of uncertainty, that I can remember that God is near, that God is with me and that I have nothing to fear. Part of this message comes from Rick Warren's series on living in the goodness of God. Psalm 23 verses 1 to 4 says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. When we hear this phrase, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, what does that even mean? What, what does that mean for us as believers? Well, it's interesting to know that there's actually a canon in Israel called the valley of the shadow of death. And I'm sure David had been through it many, many times. And some of these cannons were very narrow at the bottom and could be as high as 800 feet tall. And so when you're looking up on either side, the only time that you'd actually get to see the sun is around noon. So in the middle of the day, you could be at the bottom of this cannon and not see the sun because the walls are just so high and the cannon so narrow that the sun only shines when it's right overhead on top. So it would be in shadows most of the day. And so this phrase, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
I will fear no evil, for you are with me. The word valley is so appropriate for us, especially because of the rise in panic this past week with this virus. There are so many people who are in this panic who need to be reminded of God's presence with them. In the Old Testament, there is a king named King Ahab, and Ahab was one of the kings of Israel. The Syrian army decided that they were going to dispose of Ahab, and so the king of Syria lined up 32 nations to come against Israel. They came against Israel, and God miraculously gave Israel a victory. They defeated the king of Syria and his 32 allies. The following year, the Syrians decided that they were going to try it again, that they were going to come back and take over Israel. But in reviewing the previous battle, they thought, we need to come up with a different plan. We need to change our strategies and change things up. And so in 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 23, it tells us, the Syrian military advisors went to their king and explained, Israel's gods are the gods of the hills. And the last time we fought them, we fought them in the hills. That's why they defeated us. But if we fight them in the valleys where they are weak, we will defeat them there. You see, they changed their plans. So instead of fighting the Israelites up in the hill country as they did before, they were going to fight them on flat ground where they could easily outnumber them. They figured that their gods protected them in the hills but wouldn't be able to protect them in the valleys where they were the lowest and where they were on fat, flat ground. So in 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 27, the story continues, and the Syrians' force, they cover the whole countryside. So they cover the whole countryside, but the Israelites were not afraid because God truly was with them. And so even though they looked like flocks of goats and even though they were outnumbered, so for the Syrian army coming against them, they would have been about 100,000 troops, 100,000 soldiers, and the maximum number of Israelites would probably be somewhere around 7,000. So you do the math and it really doesn't take a genius to figure out a hundred thousand versus seven thousand and who's going to win so God showed himself faithful and it says because the Syrians think that I'm only the God of the hills and not the God of the valleys I'm going to give you victory over this huge army so everyone will know that I am the Lord you see, the God that we serve is a God not just of our mountaintop experiences, but he's a God of the valleys too. God says, I'm not just the God of the good times. I'm not just a God of the happy times. I'm not just a God when everything is smooth sailing in your life, but I'm the God of the valleys too. The valley in the scripture literally refers to a valley, but it can also be a metaphor for the difficult times that we face in life. A valley can be a symbol for those difficult moments in your life. And so here, he is the God 
of the valleys. He is the God in the times of darkness. He is the God in times of despair. He is the God in times of defeat. And he is the God in the times of discouragement. And so the truth is that for most of us, we don't live on the mountaintops all the time. But a lot of life takes place right down in those valleys. And how good it is for us to be reminded and to remember that we serve a God who is awesome, a God who is with us, not just on those high points in our life, but who comes down and walks with us right in those low moments, who walks with us through those valleys so we don't have to be afraid. And so as we think of these valleys that we go through in our life, as we think about the God that we serve, who is the God of our valleys, know that valleys are a part of life. They are a part of life. In other words, they're inevitable. You can't avoid them. They're going to happen. So don't be shocked or surprised when you go through those valleys, when you experience those times of difficulty in your life. You see, from time to time, you're going to experience disappointment in life. You're going to experience defeat. You're going to experience distractions and disturbances. It's a normal part of life. Valleys are a part of our life, whether we like it or not. But when we look at Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 11, God says this about the promised land. To those who are about to get it, who are about to inherit the promised land, he says the promised land you're about to enter is a land of hills and valleys. The land that you're about to enter, the land that you've waited so long to take and go into and inherit is not a land of just hills, but it's a land of valleys as well. So you can expect that there will be ups and downs, that there will be highs and lows, that there will be points where we celebrate and points where we weep, that there will be those points because God already tells us to expect those things. But we can be certain that he is with us. It doesn't mean that life is going to be perfect. And sometimes when we follow God, that's exactly what we think. We think that life will be smooth sailing, that there won't be any bumps in the road. But he doesn't promise us that. But what he does promise is even when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't have to fear any evil, for he is with us. For he is with us. And when we remember that he is with us, it helps us walk through those valleys. We also know that valleys happen to everyone. Valleys are not just a part of life and they're something that naturally happen, but they are something that happen to everyone. It doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter where you've come from, doesn't matter what job you have or how much money you have in the bank or what kind of car you drive, how far in education you've come. We all experience valleys at different points in our life. We all experience these times of uncertainty, these times of difficulty. Good things happen to bad people, and bad things happen to good people. Valleys are just a part of life. They are impartial 
In Psalm chapter 34, verse 19, it says this, The good man does not escape all troubles. He has them too. But the Lord helps him in each and every one. We live in a world that is broken and that is fallen. So naturally, we have problems. But we know that God helps each and every one of us that he is willing to help us when we call upon him. We may have health problems. We may have relational problems or financial problems. We may have problems at work or in our marriage or with our children. We may have different problems that we encounter in our life. But being a Christian does not exempt us from those problems. It just gives us peace to be able to carry on. It gives us that peace to know that even when I'm in a storm, even when I'm walking through this valley, even when I'm going through this time of difficulty, that I can still have peace knowing that God cares and that he is there. In fact, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 45, it tells us that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. That means that despite who we are, God will bless who he chooses to bless. God will bless us, and we just need to remember to look to him for all that we need. The other thing that we can be reminded is not only are valley, valleys inevitable and impartial, but valleys are unpredictable. That's part of what makes them a problem. You can't predict them. You can't plan for them. You can't time them. You can't expect them. When you want them, they come unexpectedly. In fact, your valleys and your problems usually come at the worst time possible. They usually come at the times where we just can't afford for a problem to happen. That's when they usually come, when you're unprepared and when it's not convenient. Have you ever noticed how quickly your day can go from being a great day to being a bad day? Just that one phone call can change everything. It can give you bad news for, to change your whole day. You can have such a great attitude, but just receiving news about something can change your whole demeanor. It can change your whole day. It can change your whole agenda. That disaster, that accident, that cancellation, all of that can change in a moment. And so none of us knows what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen this evening. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or the day after or the day after that. Everything can change in an instant. But one thing that we can be certain of is even when we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or the day after, we can be certain of the one who holds tomorrow and the day after and the day after that. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 1 says, don't ever brag about tomorrow, since you don't know what the day will bring forth. And so we don't have to worry about tomorrow. We don't have to anticipate tomorrow. We don't even have to worry about what's going to go on the day after or the day after that. But God wants us to trust him day by day. In Psalm 84, verses 5 to 7, it says this, Blessed are those whose strength comes from the Lord as they pass through the valley of Baca. The word Baca actually means weeping. It comes from a Hebrew word meaning to weep. 
So the Valley of Weeping, which is the Valley of Becca, is a desert. It is a dry, dusty wasteland, and if you wanted to go through Jerusalem as a pilgrim, you actually had to go through the Valley of Becca to get there. This is a metaphor, again, about when you're going through a dry time in your life, when your joy has just all dried up, maybe you're grieving, maybe you're the one that's weeping in the valley of weeping. Maybe there's a time in your life that you're experiencing where it just does not seem like you're moving forward, where it feels like you've come to a standstill, where there's nothing growing, nothing happening. It's just a dry and weary land. That is the land, the valley of Becca. There's no fruit there. There's just tears. And so in that valley, it's literally a valley of weeping. And so I think to myself, when you pass through this time in your life where it can symbolically be like the valley of Becca, it's a time of mourning and weeping and lamenting and crying out to God. And we come to those points at times. We come to those points where all we're left to do is to cry out to God, is to look to him, is to call upon his name. And I believe that in the times that we are living in right now, our world needs to do just that. It needs to go through this valley of weeping, to weep and to mourn for our country, our city, our world. It needs to cry out to God and to look to him, for he is the only one who is able to help us in this time. Instead of us being worried and afraid, maybe it's time that we commit our situation to God and to cry out to him and to depend upon him in these times of uncertainty. You see, when we go through difficulties, we can either come to the point of giving up and surrendering and throwing in the towel, or we can come to this point where we say to ourselves, I can't move forward on my own, but God, I need you. I need you to remind me that you are there. I need you to walk with me through this valley of Becca. I need you, oh God, for our country, our city, our world needs you. And in any place and time, this is the place and time that we need you most. So even when everything around us and everyone around us seems to be in a state of panic and chaos and uncertainty, we can choose to look to God because we know that he is there, that he is that good shepherd that we can call on, that he is the one who walks with us and leads us in the right path, that he is the one who restores our soul, that he is the one that walks with us even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And so we can be assured of God's presence in our life. And one of the greatest things that we can ever be assured of is just that, God's presence with us. We will go through difficult times, 
but how good it is to know that God walks right with us, that he is right there next to us in those times of difficulty. And so when you go through these difficult times, remember, I'm not alone. I am not alone, but God is with me. He says, you, you are not alone. You're not going to walk through this alone, but he is right there with you. He is the God of our valleys. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You know, one thing that I've come to realize, which I find is just so profound, is when it comes to a shadow, and in this passage it talks about that shadow, when it comes to a shadow, there actually cannot be a shadow without a light. The shadows in our life are the evidence of the presence of light in our life. And so shadows imply the presence of light, and that presence of light is God himself. And so we can be reminded that God is with us. When you stand in a dark room with no light, there are no shadows. But when there is even just a hint of light, you will see a shadow. And so be reminded that that shadow is there to remind us that God is with us, that he is that light. Even when we can't see him brightly shining through, he is there with us. Isaiah chapter 43 in the beginning verses say this, when you walk through deep waters and great trouble, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. Today, I don't know what kind of valleys you may be going through right now. It may be a valley of financial difficulty. It may be a valley with health difficulties and challenges. It may be a valley of relational issues or, or work-related issues. It may be a valley of family crisis, sickness, or disease. Whatever valley you may personally be experiencing and going through now, know that God is right there with you, not just in the good times in your life, but right there in the valleys with you walking along. He's not just the God of the mountaintops, but he is the God of the valleys as well. As brothers and sisters in Christ, join me as we cry out to God in this time of need. Join me as we look to him and place these days of uncertainty in his hands. And even when the world around us seems like they're in a panic, in chaos, with uncertain times and uncertainty, we can look to God and trust him. We can look to God and commit ourselves into his hands, commit our situations into his hands, commit this time of crisis into his hands and know that he is not just the God of the mountaintops, but he is the God of the valleys as well. And we can be assured of his presence and his help in our life. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much 
that you are with us and that you remind us over and over in your word of your presence with us. And Lord, we understand that we will go through many difficult times in our life. They are expected and they will come. But we thank you that even when we walk through those difficult times, that you are right there with us. God, your promise to us is that you will never leave us or forsake us, that you will be right there with us. And so, God, we look to you and we commit ourselves into your hands. We look to you and we commit our country and our city and our world and all that we are into your hands. And we ask for you to help us, ask for you to individually help us, oh God, through our own personal valleys. Ask for you to help us as the world struggles, Lord, in this valley itself with this COVID-19 virus. And God, we pray that you would come alongside us, that you would give us that assurance of your presence, and that, Lord, indeed, you would help us in this time of need. And so, God, we thank you for the fact that you are greater, that you are bigger, that you are stronger, that you are still more awesome than we know. And so we thank you for what you have done for what you will continue to do. May you give us peace and may you give us hope to look to you and to know that you are right there with us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. God bless you and we thank you for joining us today.